0: You know what? Let me kick down a little thing to you that our founding fathers kicked down to me. It goes, don't tread on me. And right now, you guys are treading all over me! Dee, let's roll. Mm, I don't want to go with you. What? Mm-mm. No, come on. You're my actor. I need you. I know, but you're so bad at protesting. Come on, Dee, you're my actor. I
1: don't want to go. Come on. Now you're treading I'm on me. I'm not treading on you. Yeah, you are. You're treading on me. No, I am not And you're not supposed to. I don't want to Are you to go. kidding me? No. Is everyone going to tread on me? Oh, my... God. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna rise up, I'm gonna kick a little ass, gonna kick some ass in the USA, gonna climb a mountain, gonna sow a flag, gonna fly on an eagle, I'm gonna kick some butt, I'm gonna drive a big truck, I'm gonna rule this world, I'm gonna kick some ass, I'm gonna rise up, I'm gonna kick a little ass. Rock flag and eagle <laughs>
2: Say what you mean. Yeah, I slept three hours. Right. Hello and I gotta get this gum out of my mouth. (laughs) Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am your host Jeff.
0: And I am your other host Jake.
2: Hey Jake. What up, Jeff? Um. So I texted you. We talked about movies a little bit last week, but. Just getting them taught. I love movies. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. So thinking about movies, there are a, quite a few movies that there are there's a list, not necessarily like a hard list, but there are several movies that I watch almost every year that kind of put me in check, like with reality or hmm. maybe maybe with life or maybe the way I view things. OK. Um. So I text you and ask you to bring a list of movies that made you think um and i think we have four each but you you went off script with one and we'll get to that which i think is cool um but uh maybe we can go back and forth um and I'll let you start with maybe a movie that you that made you think, and I, I'm interested to see if maybe we have any of the same movies. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Our tastes are a little different. For so sure. I, I don't. I don't know if there'll be any. With how limited ours lists are, uh-huh. just four and like five. I don't know if there'll be any crossover. But right. We'll see. Um. Yeah. I guess I could start. Okay. Uh, the first. Um, first movie that really makes me think and just because of uh, it you know its relevance to current events okay. and also kind of like America's foreign policy like on oh, a, you're mac- such like a nerd on a, like <laughs> on a macro scale but it's right. like, but it's like it's a micro story but it, okay. it really speaks to a lot of like uh, the military and in um, and its relationship with uh, with with politics okay and that would be the movie 13 hours which was uh, John Krasinski playing the oh, role of the Bengh- like in the yes in the Benghazi okay so
2: jen's brother we went to lunch with him on saturday mm-hmm. and he that i haven't seen it yet but he was like you need to watch that movie so it's on my list
0: it, it's a good movie it's actually really well acted john Kurzinski plays like a really good soldier uh-huh. like i wouldn't expect him in that role right seeing him in the office and right. you're just like He's man, Jack like, Ryan now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he pulls off the thirteen hours okay. role. So I'm actually, I'm, I actually was talking to, I was actually thinking to myself, was, um, man, I should watch that on right. Amazon Prime because it, it didn't I mean, look he, bad. Yeah, he's he, he's really showed his range with with this particular role. Okay. But my like, I think it, it's really good, and it it points to a few things that made me really think about it because the movie was made to kind of serve a political purpose in a okay. way because there was so much heat at the, on the Obama administration. Right. About, um, you know, there was people criticizing the Obama administration said like he got these four men killed. Right. And like he left the ambassador out mm-hmm. to, to die because he didn't like send in support. Right. But like within the story of the, like even that the movie portrays, you can kind of, f- you can, Yes it's it's harrowing and it's sad that these men, you know, passed, you know, these men died in, right. in action, but at the same time it's like you know, Ambassador Stevens, he it even says in the movie and you know doing some research that Ambassador Stevens left Tripoli to go to Benghazi, mm-hmm. knowing that he was ending or entering a hot spot. Right. Going there on the anniversary of 9/11, mm-hmm. knowing that there was going to be protests mm-hmm. and he went there anyway because he really believed in this neoliberal... Um, um, you know, projection of America. Right. Wanting to, you know, you know, America going in there into a war-torn country. We're going to, you know, help you re- rebuild uh-huh. and bring democracy to Libya. Mm-hmm. And he really believed in his mission and ultimately that, that kind of, it, it got him in a, in a, t- in a tough spot. Right. And those, uh, the Navy SEAL, the ex-Navy SEALs that were um, working for the, uh, on, as a contractor for the CIA, mm-hmm. you know, they went to go try to uh, rescue Ambassador Stevens who didn't, who, when he left, left Tripoli, he went there with a small State Department detail, uh-huh. so it wasn't like he had his full detailed Marines right, that, would, right, right, that right. would normally be around the compound, so, hmm. but it was, but it, at the same time, it's like, what was, op- what was the Obama administration supposed to do, because the, the CIA guy that they, they kind of create as, like, this stick-in-the-mud bad guy, mm-hmm. who was always, like, trying to, you th- he was always being the block between letting the Navy SEALs go do their job, and, and and they try to portray him as the bad guy and he and he probably is like not a very good person right. but at the same time he makes a good point. Where are we su- what are we supposed to get into this huge engagement? I, I don't know like at what point do we just we're going to like I don't know. I guess my, my point is is um, it's just it it was a really good movie in terms of I'm not I guess I should, I'm not going to try to get into the politics of it but right I think it it do- it makes it America's involvement in that region, mm-hmm. I think it has a. It, it really makes you think about what are the rules of engagement. At what point do you intercede, and what time? when, right. when Do you you know when do you want to stay back and right. stuff like that? Interesting. So I have to watch that's, that. That's my first. Yeah, that's my first. it's it's a, it's a great action flick. It has a really good message. It's very patriotic. Maybe I'll watch like, it tonight, like dude. It, honestly, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, so I think sh- I have it. Yeah, so I mean, if yeah. you if you want to watch it, I really enjoy it. Okay, I mean, I have my critiques about the how the administration handled it, especially right. afterwards pushing the uh, uh, they tried pushing this video that was made in. Oh, I heard it. In, uh, yeah, yeah heard they, about they, it. They I heard about right it. Didn't right afterwards they sent Susan Rice out right. to the morning shows and were saying um, the morning talk shows and were saying like it was it was a spont- the, the attack on the ambassador Stevens's compound was a was a spontaneous reaction mm-hmm. to a video that came out that made fun of Muhammad. Uh huh and like that was they knew that to be false. Oh wow. Like it's been shown that they they, they knew that to be f- to be false. Right. This was a planned coordinated yeah. attack by a terrorist group. Oof. So I mean it that's is that's a, he, I mean, he played politics because if you look at the timing of it, it was right, right. before the 2012 election. Mm-hmm. The Obama administration, Joe Biden and, and Obama, mm-hmm. in their both of their debates with Romney and Ryan, were saying, "We are the, you know, we're the, the administration that took up bin Laden. We're the administration right, that's right, been right. tough on terror. We're getting ourselves out of Afghanistan because, as uh, you know, terrorist activity has been down. Mm-hmm. We're winning the war on terror that, uh, that President Bush couldn't. Right. And um, and then that was in st- complete stark contrast to right. what they had been saying Oof. so they go out and they tried to admit they tried to damage um, control, to damage control right. and spin the narrative in their own way so interesting <laughs>
2: so do they, how much of that do they show do they show so i know obviously they're showing a soldier aspect with with krasinski but do they show like the politics back in washington kind of trying to deal with everything
0: um no it's the oh, only okay. the only time you really see the um which which is why I guess one of the reasons why this movie makes me think so much is because I know so much of the backstory person like so, okay, it, so I, okay. I'm looking at its portrayal uh-huh. of it and kind of seeing the politics of the producer, uh-huh. but at the same time knowing you know what the you know what was going on right. behind the scenes and uh, like there's this one image where uh, one of the C- when the CIA bunker is being attacked it was supposed mm-hmm. to be this like covert CIA base and it's being attacked and (coughs) they they're calling for help and they're asking for air cover Uh and um basically like they can't nobody's nobody's okay like it's not getting green lighted to come fly over and Mm -hmm. drop bombs Mm -hmm. on these attacking terrorists and you could see it shows this um this image of like six Mm f-18 fighter jets with the with the pilots standing ready to go but then they don't they're not moving. Wow. And it's like showing like, oh, like the administration or like right. know, politics left these men out to die, right. which you, I mean, you, you can we can argue either For side, sure. either For side sure. of that. But it, it's just it's a very Sounds interesting. Cool. It's a very interesting yeah. uh, portrayal. I'll of, have to the, check that the, out uh, of that story. Um,
2: I want you to keep going, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your second one, because mine are very almost philosophical, almost existential. Um. So I kind of want you to keep going.
0: You want me to keep going? Okay. Yeah. Well, my other th- my other two are completely different than that. Okay. But um, my second one is uh, inside out the the, oh, the cartoon movie. That's adorable. I know. I I love that movie because it one it's it's a, you know obviously it's a kids movie, mm-hmm. but it does such a good job of, you know, psychology right. and um I loved the end when you know joy is doing all she can to try to keep the the all the emotions separated Mm -hmm. right and you know sat and like not allowing wanting sadness to to uh damage any of the other all of these memories Mm -hmm. and then and then at the end when like uh like sadness picks up like a joyful memory and it it like becomes a mixed emotion right right? finding that joy and sadness right um or you know in all these mixed emotions and Mm -hmm. it's just such a powerful like message and I, I just love that movie so much. I was
2: playing uh, Xbox this weekend with uh, Jason and Jesse, mm-hmm. and Jesse had just gone to Disneyland with his family, and I was talking to him about A Bug's Life Land mm-hmm. in California Adventure, and I haven't looked it up, but he told me that they're changing all of that to like an Inside Out-themed Area. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. I thought that was super cool. I'm interested to see w- how they do that. But if they're going to take out a bug's life, land, and then make it inside out, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be really neat. But that's also like, you know, you're it's kind of an introspective movie. Yeah. Um, looking at, like you said, the psychology. So it'll be interesting to see how they portray that in, like, a theme park, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: For sure. No, the one thing, the reason, w- what makes me think, to right. get back to yeah. like what the question was, is, like, you know, makes me think about what type of like you know emotions and like in kind of understanding when you're angry about something like mm-hmm. um you know what what kind of psychological mechanisms are you know going on in your brain to you know to cause to right. cause that uh, that elicit emotion right so it, it's uh that elicit you know response and behavior yeah so it's uh it's it's it, it's a movie that even though it's portrayed in a cartoon I right. think really digs deep into for you know, sure fundamental psychology for sure. and stuff like that
2: um i like that good choice what else you got
0: you want me to keep going keep going all dude. right all right my third movie is interstellar
2: okay i almost put that on my list mm-hmm. but i didn't
0: yeah interstellar was one of those movies with math that's with matthew mcconaughey mm-hmm. for those of you who haven't seen it and he
2: also just before we go any further we might dive into some of these movies we didn't really dive into the other two but spoilers so if you if you've not if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know certain things maybe fast forward or whatever but i think it's more of like a deconstructive look at some of these films i get more into the lessons of these films and maybe the questions but also you need to know certain things about these movies to maybe a spoilers about these movies to 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 get what i'm asking or where i'm coming from so just ahead of time if you hear a movie that you want to see that you haven't seen um maybe just skip ahead a little bit (laughs) all right so (laughs) go ahead
0: um so it's it's a very long and kind of convoluted movie. For but sure, it, I think it it's the most accurate portrayal of what space like really is. Yeah, and it's not like this um, Star Wars or Star Trek sure. kind of uh, space where it's space is a vacuum and it and right. it's um and I just I I love. Because I I took an astronomy class at Clark, and it was without a doubt like one of the most fun classes I've ever taken. Yeah, I love that class. And I started, I kind of watched Interstellar about a year or so after I took Mm -hmm. that class, so I was still kind of interested in astronomy. For sure. Like, it's so cool, like, what kind of, um, just thinking about how the universe interacts, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And, like, what is on the other side of the event horizon, and they try getting into what a black hole is and all that kind of stuff. But then. it just makes me think about one. It, it makes you look, you know, introspectively and you know how small of a person For you sure. really are, right. in, in in the grand, uh, you know, sc- scope of everything, right. Know? But it also makes it makes you think like, well, what happened? What would happen when ultimately our sun starts to die, right? Because whether we destroy our planet from global warming right. and climate change or the sun eventually gives out mm-hmm. on us, this planet is going to die. And I think it, sure. it, it brings that to the forefront of, right. we need to, you know, what is there for us out there if we right. want humanity to continue? So
2: just like the dry earth that it becomes with them, like desperate to grow corn. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's like, it's terrifying because yeah. it takes place in the future. Um, and Neil deGrasse Tyson actually said that that was like one of the most accurate portrayals of different aspects of space and science Mm -hmm. and the science regarding space yeah especially time travel like through their their ideas and their theories through black holes and stuff Mm -hmm. um i picked a kind of a few not a few i picked a few time travel type films okay which i think is always interesting um i think time travel is hard to do but i absolutely love time travel films yeah um and there's a little bit of time travel Mm -hmm. in interstellar yeah
0: they're um And how he's able to communicate with his daughter back on earth when she's like this young kid, but he's been, but he's been gone for essentially like 25 years. And like when he eventually meets back up with her because of all the different time, you know, time holes, like Mm -hmm. black holes that he's gone through. And um, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. But like his relationship with his daughter and. Like their faith in each other right. and kind of not knowing that each other are there, but both feeling each other's presence oh, in a way and his so ab- good. ability to communicate, you know, his communicating through, mm-hmm. like, um, for what was he using? It's he was using, shelf. like, bookshelf. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But I, in one, I, I love, like, probably my favorite scene from that whole movie is when they go to that water planet uh-huh. and they think, like, they're hills, but they're actually, like, 200-foot waves. Right. And, and like, Ugh. what are, like, gosh like what is the gravitational effects and like Mm -hmm, what are mm -hmm. like in that can that it takes to create an environment like that? and it's so different from anything we know in our in Mm -hmm. our small little solar system but there's such a vast amount of other things we just don't even know about um i think interstellar kind of brings a lot of those questions that that kind of sense of discovery in, in your mind
2: did you for so for that uh for that astronomy class mm-hmm. did you do that project where you had to plan a trip to another planet yeah uh or another moon or whatever mm-hmm. uh where'd you go neptune neptune interesting which ma- that makes me think about you know because you're talking about the waves and stuff um we had to for this assignment look at the science but also look at like what it took to not only survive but to travel to yeah. another another planet or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: like I, we were, I like, got me and my partner, we were having to calculate what was like the, how long it would take to get to like, even like Jupiter and like how you'd have yeah. to, like, you'd have to catch Jupiter's orbit in a certain way to like slingshot you out to the, f- out to the further gas giants. <laughs> and dude, it was crazy. Like, dude, I, I love that. So awesome. that, st- that stuff. Um, but like, there's no, like, there's no way uh, it's kind of disappointing in a way. But there's we don't have that we don't even have we're not even close to the technology to be able to get a man-made spacecraft oh on a yeah. one-way trip even to Jupiter, which um, is only two planets away from us.
2: I can't remember what planet I went to. It was a moon, the one with the giant cliffs.
0: Oh, that's uh, that's Neptune's moon or Uranus's moon.
2: It was it was cr- the cracked moon.
0: Yeah, that's on that's Uran that's one of Uranus's moons. Is it? Mm-hmm. I think so, I think it was. That's M- Miranda.
2: Yes, yeah. it was. You freaking nerd. <laughs> it was Miranda. That's so funny. Um, yeah, we went to Miranda and like um, did cliff diving and stuff. It mm-hmm. has such an interesting moon because it's just it's just jagged and beat up. Yeah. And uh, it's it was so it was so fun to. And those cliffs are massive. Mm-hmm. But with the gravity, I mean, you would yeah. fall slowly, I think, is what, it, what it, we found out or something. I can't remember. It's an interesting class. I love that class love that teacher.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, he's retired, so everybody going to Clark now will not be able to experience Dr. Shamro. Yeah.
2: Did you do star, star Nights?
0: I never made it to one. I had to work every time. that. There was oh,
2: Jake. Want. I know. That is the best part of that class. I went multiple times. Um, I actually lived right by Clark, and he would do the Star Nights in the f- soccer field or something, and he'd bring this massive telescope, and we would all just look at different oh, things so in the sky. I'm so jealous of that.
0: I'm so jealous. I had
2: my sister and my niece meet me one time because he said, bring anybody you want. And so it was kind of cool to have her see these things in the sky. For sure. Um,
0: How close could you get to like the other? Like how well could you see? So the moon was
2: incredible to look at. Um, We looked at it like a globule globule. I can't ever say it, but it's basically just a cluster of stars with, Mm -hmm. like, gas around it. Okay. And you could see the freaking gas and, like, the little stars and, like... It was freaking crazy. That's insane. Um, Jupiter was tight because it looked like a a little eye. Mm. So you could see the bright... Because the the sun was shining, obviously, on it. So you could see, like, bright circle and then kind of the rings around it. So it just looked like a little eyeball looking at you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And (laughs) then um i'm pretty sure that was it i mean you could just see we we think we looked at mars one of the times and you really just see the red flicker but when you look in the sky normally you can see a red Mm -hmm. from mars but when you're looking through the telescope you're like oh crap that's red Like it's super cool
0: do you remember like around that time like at least when i took the class i think you took it either the semester after me or the semester before Mm me um that jupiter and mars were both in the like both in the night sky kind of together and then they they crossed like they yeah they they because one of them was in retrograde right and you could um you they kind of crossed paths did you ever did you get to witness that them do that because you could see the red of you could still see the re, kind of the red right shimmer behind Marge, it and then and then Jupiter and Mars like pass right. each other in the I don't know
2: orbits. globular cluster globular cluster that's okay. what it was um but that's just a ton of freaking stars just grouped up mm-hmm. and you could see just this like gas I don't, I don't know you could see it yeah it was freaking crazy dude
0: like i think next year there's supposed to be a transit of mercury uh-huh. which is when mercury eclipses the sun and oh, then basically all i it think is, i read that uh, basically all it is is like mercury going across the face of the basically what our moon does mm-hmm. but because the, the the moon and the sun are have the same angular distance like angular diameter in terms of like with their distance, they they completely cl- eclipse each other. Right. So all you'll see, like you won't like to the naked eye, you won't be able to see for sure Mercury going across the sun and mm-hmm. like an eclipse because the United U- U.S. Not the U.S. because <laughs> we're the center of the world, right? <laughs> the, the Earth, Mercury, and um, uh, and the sun all will be all per- perfectly aligned. You'll oh be able to wow! See the tr- you'll be able to see you know people with the right equipment. Right. Will be able to see Mercury transit oh, yeah. across the surface of the sun. I, I think
2: I've seen the shadow pictures of, anyway. of other planets doing that and mm-hmm. seeing the shadow go across. Yeah. So
0: there's only <laughs> like the, the tra- like if you're looking for some amazing, like, um, astronomy, photography, astrophotography, mm-hmm. Is look up from like 2015 the transit of Venus. It only mm-hmm. happens like once every like 250 years, so it's the last time we're gonna ever see it. Right, happened in 2015. I didn't get to see it, but there's some amazing right. photos of the right. transit of Mer- transit of Venus.
2: Why didn't we go into astronomy,
0: dude? <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot more math than just intro. Dude, it was astronomy. so
2: hard. That class was hard. It
0: was hard, and it was only an intro class.
2: I know it was fun, but it was freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry, we went down a rabbit hole on that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Interstellar, loved it. Um, I was thinking about it one time. I think I saw it in theater, and then later, uh, Clay came over to watch it with Jen and I, and we paused the movie. And I'm not joking. We got into like a half hour heated debate about, um, why she was aging while he was gone and time travel and how that time loop worked Mm -hmm. and like jen was like you guys are being ridiculous like because we were just getting no 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 you don't understand it we drew like diagrams and oh jesus we got so so into it and it's still kind of like this running joke of like don't let jeff and clay talk about interstellar because (laughs) we never came to like an agreement and we just went at it well it's
0: the gravity that changed that it's gravity that creates the time. Difference. Yes. Yeah. 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 I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because Jeff is. Smart. Never wrong.
0: Never. Yes. <laughs> and never wrong. There, he is smart. Therefore, he is. Never right.
2: Wrong. It, w- it was funny. We got heated. All right. What else you got? Is that your last movie?
0: Well, that's my last movie. Okay. And the last thing on my list. Uh-huh. And it was probably the thing that made me think the most. Interstellar uh no was oh uh, the next video game and that's the mass effect trilogy oh
2: gosh you and mass effect i know man okay you better have some deep thoughts right here
0: well it gets into i've never played this game by the way so yeah it gets into the perfect amount of like politics okay in terms of like uh international relations Uh and like a system under under anarchy and collective Mm -hmm. action because they're trying all of the species all of the alien species are trying to come together at the end and the third in the third uh in the third installment mm-hmm. to defeat this the the reapers who are trying to wipe out all all um uh all life in the okay. galaxy okay. and you're tr- there are, so sh- you're you're your character who's you know you've played through one two and three and just import right. your saves and everything but it's so uh, it's 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 a great case study and in, in terms of like international relations in a way because mm-hmm. it gets so deep into the uh interconnectedness but the histories between all these different alien races because the humans came on board super late so there was oh, thousands of years of of politics and warfare between these various oh, species wow. and um and then just going through and like just kind of asking your questions on, like a lot of like hum- humanity like i'll give one example like okay. um there's this one race called the krogan and they're a super warlike race mm-hmm. because um in there before they became um before they had the ability to leave their home planet right of chachanka they were super there was a lot of scarcity over res- like a lot of tension over resources so they end up like nuking their own planet mm-hmm. well to try to up like try to uplift them and save the species the Solarians, which are a super like scientific race mm-hmm. that were really advanced in terms of their th- uh their scientific advance time <laughs> scientific technology mm-hmm. um they bring the they bring the krogan and try to save them but are also use them as like pawns in their war against the turians okay and then the and then the krogan get overpopulated mm-hmm. and they become too warlike and they start rebelling against the salarians so then the oh. turians and the salarians gang up on the krogan and and then they they, they to, to keep the krogan down they develop this um they this like chemical that makes like w- makes all Krogan infertile except for one oh, out of every like wow. thousand female Krogan. Right. So your character, thr- this is something that the so then the Krogan become super resented. Mm-hmm. Their their society completely collapses. Right. Because they're there's all of this tension over the few fertile females that are already mm-hmm. creates these warring clans. And basically it's just like this race that's completely lost. Right. All, and they talk about how young male Krogan's leave to go be mercenaries because they have nothing to live for because they can't create a family. So you're like, Crazy. You, you, you get into all of this like social, I like, like that. This, like this social, the social aspects. Right. And at first, like you think that the Krogan's are just these super, they like these, they're these ugly aliens and mm-hmm. they're warlike. And therefore the, you know, the genophage was, that's what they called the chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's worthwhile well through the three you you kind of you get introduced to it in the first two games on well, the third game you mm-hmm. have you have the ability to um cure the genophage right or you can but the because you're trying to get everybody on your side mm-hmm. uh, the salarians don't want the genophage cured right so they they tell you well if you don't um if you if you cure the Genophage, you won't have any Salarian support to, to fight the Reapers. Oh wow! So you got to like make this choice, right. and Like, so you're like you're sympathetic to the Krogans, but right. you're, you're trying to think of you know the, the the survival of all mm-hmm. of all sentient life in right. the galaxy. So it's it's those kind of choices that really make you that really make you think.
2: Does the story change if you choose one or the other? Yeah. Have you so done both?
0: Yeah, I've done oh, okay. I've done both. Like, there's so many all of your decisions from the first one, like what reflect in the third game. Are you serious? Yeah whoa so everything that you do in the first game all your major decisions yeah like in the second game and then reflected in the third game so you're like your game can com- be completely different right who survives who doesn't survive your crew whoa. members through all three games so it really makes you like think about that sounds life. cool and then you can kind of see parallels between like the the turian like there's this one race called the Korians and mm-hmm. they create this artificial intelligent life called right. the geth and the geth Um, want freedom because they're basically just slave Mm -hmm. AI with shackles on them. So they get, so one Quarian, somehow they become unshackled. I forget how exactly that works. And then there's like this war between the Quarians and Geth over their home world, Mm -hmm. but it's just like this tragic, neither one of them can relent on it because they're afraid Mm. that the other one wants total annihilation for the other, and you're trying to like, you're trying to maneuver between these like these two the politics of this, right of these two two races, and it's just it's it's crazy because you can yeah. see parallels with like the Palestinians and the Israelis mm-hmm, with the Koreans mm-hmm. and the Gath and you and it starts making you think about that. Kind
2: right, of stuff. right. That's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sorry about the ramble, but no, it, it's, that it's sounds such interesting. A f-
0: it's such a f- it, it brings up a lot of thought.
2: Um. So so what does that make you think about? I mean, just kind of the social stuff.
0: The social stuff, the political stuff, right, just okay. like how. Um,
2: well, you spend a lot of time invested in those if those three games and your decisions through pl- those each games play carry b- over. Like
0: one game playthrough. So if I were to like do Mass Effect One Right. Like a playthrough where I do all of the side missions, all of the conversation uh-huh. options, it's like twenty-five hours. Ugh. So like you're probably seventy-five hours into right. one playthrough for right. all three games. That's interesting
2: yeah. though. Hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, it makes me it just makes you think about you know how you like how my actions and this was like kind of in my transformation period where oh. I was where I was playing this game and a lot of my decisions and like empathy towards different like Uh alien species Uh started to make me question my own my own thoughts and look introspectively on myself and be like how can i show be showing empathy to like a video game race and be so immersed in this but then not be practicing that same stuff in my own life yeah completely like that's how i really started to like kind of fundamentally change dude that is so interesting this game has such like had such a profound effect on wow
2: so wow. that's, that's why
0: I felt like I needed to included this on this list because For it was sure. such it 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 by far the most thinker thing I've ever, Whoa. <laughs> ever done. So. That's
2: super interesting, Jake. I like that. Wow. Well, I don't I don't have any life changing movies like that. <laughs> that's super interesting, dude. I like that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um Okay. I hope that you've seen some of these. Okay. Um I'll start off with one. That is m- one of my favorites. Um, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind.
0: Is that the one with Russell Crowe?
2: Nope. It's Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet.
0: Hmm. I feel like I've seen this, but like one time. Yeah. And it was a long time. Like yeah. That. Okay. So
2: what it's about is, um, he's a genius, right? No, no. Okay, that's I'm a beautiful mind. That's
0: a beautiful <laughs> mind. Okay. Then I have not seen okay, this Okay. So one. Eternal
2: Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Um, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Sorry. Um, so, Jim Carrey's character, his name is Joel, and then uh, Kate Winslet is Clementine. Okay. So, Clementine and Joel are in a relationship, and uh, they break up, and they have kind of a pretty bad breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this place that provides a service of erasing memories. So, Joel mm. runs into Clementine after the breakup and acts like she doesn't even know him. Joel finds out that she erased him from his memory, her memory. So almost to get back at her he goes and signs up to do it he's kind of hesitant doesn't want to do it but he goes and he does it and as this process is happening the imagery and, and just the scenes of memories being erased you go through their relationship and you're seeing fights being erased which okay but you're seeing these beautiful moments in a relationship between people also being erased Okay. and during the process Joel wants it to stop and Ooh. I'll leave it at that. Okay. But my question to you—I have a question for every movie—is, would you erase memories from your past if you could, whether good or bad?
0: Memories.
2: And 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 that I f- could be—I feel,
0: I feel like the easy the easy answer to that question is yes. Okay. But then you st- like just thinking about how those things I'd like to be erased shaped who I am like right. I don't think I would be the same person right without some of those um, without some of those uh, uh, some of those memories
2: right and and this 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 question kind of leads into the second movie that I have okay. but also like not a question but maybe a thought is that you're you know with m- with life there are some very hard things to go through but those come with good things mm-hmm. so yes the hard things kind of shape you but also the good things so you have to choose so by erasing clementine he's l- erasing these wonderful memories but also the hard ones that shaped him yeah I know? can
0: i can definitely see that and i think that's something also inside out sort of was mm-hmm. touching on mm-hmm. a little bit too was um like they had the core memories right, right. And joy didn't want any of sad of this like the sad memories to mm-hmm. be a core memory but mm-hmm. then they uh, but then the one ended up being that way and that's what threw the right. whole thing through a loop. Right. So it's I think it's kinda like there though we probably want to forget that stuff, it's still foundational to for sure. you know to who we are and we need we almost need that for sure those bad things in our past to and you know make us better in the future. Uh,
2: just the thought I had on memory, um, this might be too deep, but <laughs> like we have these deep memories or these events or these moments in our life that shape us. Mm-hmm. And we say that they shape us and we know that they shape us, right? Yeah. You can think back of a kind of a hard time that you've had that have shaped that shaped you in a certain way. But it's interesting that it shapes us, but we don't think about it regular regularly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So you know that some things some terrible things have happened and that you've changed though either the way you think or the way that you act in in situations or just behavior in general yeah.
0: that elicits, elicits kind of like some like elicits certain behaviors right yeah. but you don't think those mm. you
2: don't go back to like oh i'm making this decision because and pro- of yeah, I'm, this project- memory. I'm
0: projecting this thought onto this particular instance because of something that happened that was similar but not necessarily right. the same in the past right yeah. I and mean, we don't we don't we're not cognizant of that
2: right i think that's interesting that is very in- hmm. yeah
0: you're right that isn't in- that's
2: c- super interesting to think about yeah so my next movie is arrival
0: Okay, you've told me to watch this. I started watching it, and Uh I fell asleep. That's the one with – That's not because it was a bad movie. I was just super tired. That's the one with Forrest Whitaker and Amy Adams. Yeah, and
2: I think Jeremy Renner's in it also. I love Jeremy Renner. Dude, you should watch it. So spoilers, (laughs) because you need to know I'm not going to spoil too much of it because you haven't seen it.
0: My my link – super side note. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. But – my linguistic anthropology professor oh. loved this movie. And she brought up uh, so many examples from this movie uh-huh. about the importance of understanding, based like, uh, u- like almost like universal grammar right. kind of stuff, and um, how to communicate with other with languages that you don't necessarily know. Right, try right. To, right. Trying to um, see if there's any like, what what are the social aspects that create language? Mm-hmm. It's it's a really um, dude. You gotta watch. And it. I really need to
2: watch it because I love it. Um, and I'm glad I can talk to you about it because you don't mind spoilers. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> but if you do, spoil away. fast forward through this because I'm going to kind of spoil it for Jake. Um, so aliens come to earth every, and in multiple spots around the, the world. Um, I think I'm going to try to remember this right. I have a synopsis here, but it's just kind of general. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that the world is trying to understand why the aliens are here, um, and it gets into that, that global politics of everybody's gaining some understanding or not, mm-hmm. and then unwilling to share the information with one another.
0: Yep, yep, yep. yep. That's uh, There's a term for that in mm-hmm. international relations. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you can you can definitely see some of the stuff I was talking about in earlier episodes about how governments are not wanting to share, don't want to necessarily right. willingly share information and stuff I like that. Really I think you'll
2: really like that aspect of that movie. Yeah. But as Amy Adams starts understanding and developing an understanding for their language, the alien language, uh-huh. um, she because she's, a, she's, a, she's a linguist. Yes, she is okay. a linguist. Um, she starts having these dreams about like her, a life that she's living in these dreams. Okay. There's, a, there's a child in this dream, and then there's like this man in this dream, and it's almost like a family of hers, but she's not married. She's not she doesn't have any kids. What ends up happening is through understanding the language, she starts having the ability to see the future. Hmm. So she can see that she has a kid. She can see that she has a, a husband that she divorces. She meets that husband early in the movie. And it's Jeremy Renner. And she's like, oh, my God, I've seen this guy in my dreams. There's a point where she realizes that she's seeing the future. Now, why this is so impactful is because the dreams are devastating because their daughter dies of cancer Mm. as a child, which causes them to get divorced. So my question from this movie is if you saw heartache, hardship and loss in your future, but you knew that it was paired with, again, those memories of some of the most wonderful things in life, would you continue on the same path? So oh, goodness. She, right? So she knows she's falling in love with this guy, but she knows that what that leads to is having a child who gets cancer, who dies, and you ultimately divorce your husband. But the memories that you see in these dreams are wonderful memories of experiencing life and experiencing a child and experiencing a husband. And
0: I would, like, get out of my head, aliens. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, do you want... Like, do you want to know? Like, I, God, I wouldn't want to know that. Right. I just wouldn't want to know. Well, so... But, no, but that that gets besides the point, because right. now I you already know, like, she didn't have the ability to just say, I don't want to know right. this. It just became as a realization. So,
2: I don't know if it's uh, uh, if it's I the language teaching her to see the future, or maybe it's the aliens. I can't remember. But, ultimately, her ability to see the future helps solve the, the global problem of understanding the aliens and their intentions c- and, and, and their yeah. intentions. And it kind of unites the world mm-hmm. because she can see the future and what's yeah. going to happen and what needs to be done. Um But there's, you know, there's that deep, deep, you know, issue of just like, oof, seeing that kid and just knowing that. And like, she knows where her life's going. If she continues on these things and mm-hmm. you should watch it, dude. Okay. It's a good that movie. Sounds,
0: that sounds really thought provoking. Mm-hmm. I, I, gosh I need to go watch it because I think it's on Amazon Prime yeah I think it is one. yeah it's on one of those
2: don't um, be tired when you watch it alright I know
0: like I started watching and it, it starts out so slow because like it's a pretty was, slow she movie she was like in her classroom teaching and then like uh-huh. that's when like the f- like the news all of her students like pick up their cell phones and start like, right. like, like the aliens have arrived mm-hmm. and or, yeah anyway super cool yeah watch it I'm gonna watch it
2: um, watch next one. would you continue on the same path oh
0: gosh <laughs> Uh, i think i guess i it would have to it would depend on what it uh on what type of heartache right knowing that you're gonna give birth to a kid who is gonna die from cancer right i don't that would be that would be hard to to get yourself to
1: do
2: for sure right it's hard dude it's deep and you kind of i i some of these movies you know i sat there and just they always take like a little moment of silence to kind of just process like whoa at the end of them mm-hmm. i like those movies that yeah. kind of you have to take a minute maybe talk about it maybe process it and then then you can realize the other aspects of the movie that you For enjoy sure. um so okay um the next one is one of my favorites it's uh vanilla sky with tom cruise and penelope
0: Cruz. he i know of the movie i haven't seen
2: <laughs> you it. haven't seen any of mine um uh i'll read the synopsis of this so it's just kind of general a young new york city publishing magnate who finds himself on an unexpected roller coasters um side of romance comedy suspicion love sex and dreams and a mind-bending search for his soul so i'm gonna spoil this so if you haven't seen it spoilers okay but um what ends up happening? There's a lot that ends up happening, and when I looked at when I looked this up today, um, this is one that I really enjoy. And I like when I was in a metal band, like I wrote a song about this movie because I enjoy it that much. Wow. But there, the, it the reviews. If you watched it once, I could see that these were the reviews. It's kind of choppy and it's kind of confusing. Okay. Um, and the first time I saw it, I couldn't tell you what the hell was going on. But ultimately, it takes a few times to watch it to kind of pick up on everything that be all end all point of the movie is that he at some point in his life he has chosen to live in a manufactured reality okay and he's like frozen and at the end he has to choose whether to go back to the real world or continue living this frozen life um this fake life basically mm-hmm. um so this kind of makes me think about like other movies like Total Recall or have you seen that any of them no. the first any of the two no <laughs> oh, Jake! I'm just gonna give you a list of movies that you just have to hammer through um, well, I
0: mean that that kind of like the, the in- movie Inception gets in- into kind of like people living in a f- fake reality right because remember he like they go into that one room with the guy that puts oh, people to sleep yeah, and they, yeah, like, yeah. They, like they come they don't go here to go to sleep they come here to be woken up right right and then
2: and then you look at like that crappy movie but that amazing book like uh ready player one like you're choosing to live in a different world um a manufactured world so um would i mean i i it's hard to say but in this movie he, he everything seems to be going really well for him in life in this fake reality okay until it like and this always happens and i think this is a warning um and a lot of these movies kind of Mm -hmm. warn you or just um but like things start glitching or not working properly and people are phasing in and out of like he'll look at someone and it'll be someone and then he'll look away and look back and it's somebody else from his past and it's you know what i mean yeah so I think the lesson is is to to live the life you have, obviously, but it's it's an interesting concept of of not living this reality, but maybe living in an alternate one. Sure. What are your thoughts?
0: That's a very it's a super interesting concept because I really liked the I I'm only because I haven't seen the movie. The only I can only try to speak from other movies. That right, I think right, touch right. On right. the same thing, but like Ready Player One. Uh huh. Um, I <laughs> know you hated it, <laughs> and I, I thought that the acting was completely corny. Uh-huh. And I haven't read the book. The book was amazing, and I, I will, so I want to read the <laughs> right. book, but Audible baby. So, so I couldn't, so I, I couldn't tell you that how bad the movie was really in relation. Right, to movie, right, right. But I'm getting off topic. For sure. But I liked I kind of gravitated towards, and I think we all, I think some people, not all people, but right. I know me, I have this um, gravitation towards. Um, I, I really gravitated towards the living in that virtual reality Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. being, being able to be someone that you're not, but that's such a fallacy, Right. right? And I think you have to constantly, you have to remind yourself like that, that, What's paradise in your mind? What's in right. utopia is never going to actually work out. That For way. sure, that's so. Good point. And, and I think that's why some of us I think fall in can fall mm-hmm. into that. And I think that's probably some, and not having seen Vanilla Sky. Right. But I'm sure that's probably one of the warnings that it gets to. Is, right. You know, like, well, as you as you alluded to, yeah. like, live the life that you have.
2: Well, he gets in a car crash and he's very vain, and his face is destroyed. Mm. Well, at some point, they don't really specify when he goes into this alternate reality, but. They found a cure for his face, and now his face is completely back to normal. In the, in the normal. reality? No.
0: In real life?
2: In real life, he got in an accident, yeah. but it's, and his face is destroyed. But In
0: th- the alternate reality, they come up with a way to fix his the face. The cure, okay. yes.
2: And then everything seems to be working out in life until it's not. So then you have to think about, like, and he was a billionaire, I think, so then... You know, it's been 250 years, I think, he's been frozen living in this. Oh, wow. But he doesn't realize that. So to be unfrozen, he has to go back to a world where his face is jacked. He's poor because his money doesn't mean the same Mm -hmm. as it did in whatever year it was. It's just interesting to think about. um, And Total Recall is about people going, implanting memories. So you have a memory that you've been on a vacation, and so you have this you know your reality isn't your reality okay um you got to watch the original total recall dude it's pretty good it's cheesy because it's arnold but just the concept of of um corporation and corruption and implanting memories to protect secrets but also to go against some establishment it's pretty pretty cool i'm a sci-fi nerd so i love total recall the original one um so my next one is i think it I don't know how people feel about this, but this is one that I I absolutely love. Um, and maybe people kind of avoid it because of the main actor. Okay. But it's Butterfly Effect.
0: Oh, the one with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. yeah have you yeah, seen I, it? I have. That. Okay. I have
2: seen that one. How do you feel about it?
0: I was probably too young to really appreciate uh, the concepts okay. that I was getting into, but yeah, it was uh, it was an. Intri- I I didn't really enjoy the movie. Really? Yeah.
2: Hmm. You should watch it again. Okay. Um, but so it kind of goes back to the, either erasing memories or changing memories. Mm-hmm. But he has the ability to take his adult conscience, con- conscience and go back to, like, memories throughout his life when he was a child. And throughout – in these in his life, he would black out as a child. And then as an adult, he would go back to those moments where he blacked out and he would have the mind of an adult in those blackouts and he would oh, okay i
0: didn't pick up on that when what? i was yeah that. you gotta watch it dude
2: mm-hmm. so he can change a situ- well i
0: knew i knew he could go back in time and change right. events, but i didn't know if it's because it was specifically those blackout
2: yeah it was, was those blackout time. times so there'll be a scene where it shows him as a kid and he kind of like blinks and like almost looks like he's waking up and he's in these situations and you're like what is happening well when you're when he's an adult later in the movie you see that he's he like has like a aneurysm or something in Mm -hmm. his brain. And then it flashes to him to the point when he first started blacking out. And then he's in his his adult mind and can make decisions based on that. Sure. Um, So I think the idea is, you know, I said, would you go back? Could you go back and change something if you could? Mm -hmm. But I think the lesson is, is that's terrifying. Obviously the butterfly effect. If you change something so small, the consequences could be massive. Yeah, which is scary for sure.
0: Because I think in that movie, every time he would change one seemingly one little thing, because mm-hmm. he wanted a small outcome in the future. I right. think It was all centered around that girl, the mm-hmm. main girl mm-hmm. character, and um, how vastly different their lives were right. on, the, uh, on the outside. Like yes, it started on such a minute little change, but it, that change grew exponentially over right. time, and how much different. So every time he messed with something, how much different and messed, or, mm-hmm. or in different ways things would be messed up, but and oftentimes worse. Right. So, yeah, I think it, it I mean, that movie in itself is also probably a warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to, for yeah. sure.
2: And I think one um, another movie that I have, it's two to a way kind of have to do with that idea of of outcomes and choices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time the first thing that makes him change when he learns that he can he can is he runs into the love of his life. And he's she's working at a diner and she's unhappy. And it's because her dad was a psycho abusive kind of creepy like pedo. Mm-hmm. And he goes back and stands up for the kids. And then it, he wakes up and he's with her and they're in love. Well, the son is kind of messed up or the her brother. And then they get in a fight and he kills him. And he's like, holy shit. Like that one choice has led to now her brother being dead. Now she hates me. Now I'm in prison. You know what I mean? Yeah i don't know i think that's a great movie i think that i don't really know how people feel about it i didn't really look at the ratings i don't really pay attention to like Mm -hmm. reviews or stuff it's one that i've always enjoyed um just this idea of choice and the effects of your choices they're not just immediate obviously i mean they last forever and like we've talked already they shape kind of who you are yeah so i don't know what are you thinking
0: no, I, I I'm just kind of soaping in soaking in all everything that you've you've been saying. It's right. it's really thought provoking stuff mm-hmm. for sure.
2: Okay, so this one is a little different and then I'll get back to more of like philosophical okay. but contagion i
0: have I s I've I've heard of the movie, okay. I haven't
2: seen it. I'm a f- obviously I watch too many movies, but I haven't seen any of yours, so I need to watch the ones that you brought up. You haven't seen Inside Out? Oh, I guess I have. Okay. I've seen both of yours, but not the 13 Hours. Okay. I need to see that. Um. So Contagion, uh, do you know what it's about?
0: I've seen it reviewed like on what culture this <laughs> one YouTube channel is. Oh, okay.
2: Lives. So um, when Beth Emhoff returns to Minnesota from a Hong Kong business trip, she attributes the... The, uh, sickness to jet lag. However, two days later, Beth is dead, and the doctors tell her shot husband, Matt Damon, that they have no idea what killed her. Soon, many others start to exhibit the same symptoms, and a global pandemic explodes. Okay. Doctors try to contain the lethal microbe, but society begins to collapse as a blogger, Jude Law, fans the flames of paranoia. So this movie is interesting because it kind of looks at, like, how society reacts mm-hmm. to something like that in modern times because you know we know historically like uh what was it the flu in 1918 yeah the f- and the yeah. black plague and mm-hmm. all of those stuff you know black plague is hard to you have documents and you have some records kind of documenting that stuff but there wasn't that understanding of how disease and viruses worked yeah um and, I mean, even in 1918, there was a l- very little known. I mean, there was more of an understanding, yeah. obviously, of the Black Plague. But for sure. To have a representation or a story told of, like, the modern times, okay. you have the representation of uh, the the – what is it? Uh, the government um, organization. The, um, the, the S- Center for the Disease Control? Yes, okay. CDC, yeah, and how they're handling it and then – uh creating a um vaccine or a cure Mm, for it and just and it looks at zoonosis and the transfer from animals to humans um interesting and and Jude Law is he's this you know he's this paranoid blogger who thinks that it's all from the deep state and it's all part of the plan and they have the cure but they're not giving it to people okay um which is kind of true. I mean, the CDC can't produce enough of it and the I think the disease evolves while they're trying to like hurry up and get a cure and it's I just it's freaking scary as hell hmm. because I think that if, you know, we we talk about global warming or climate change and how it's affecting the earth, which is I mean, it's you can see it. Um and, you know, but I think that I worry that, you know, with antibiotics and just the way that Diseases and viruses and stuff evolve. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. Well, I think yeah, that's definitely. where we're headed.
0: Because you know, like germs, like you meet the mutations that happen with uh, when germs like you know will will reproduce, like there, it doesn't take more than like a couple days for like uh, several different generations and mm-hmm. those mutations become become you know part of the entire population right. of those germs and how they can become, uh, um, you know. Resistant to mm-hmm, an- mm-hmm. antibiotics, so yeah, it's it's a constant it's a constant battle. And I think one that we don't appreciate right. in our daily lives because we're s- we're so um, we're just so used to having vaccines for everything. Yeah. But it's the science behind that is it's it's almost like it's a losing battle, and they're just fighting and they're right. just fighting try to constantly keep up.
2: One I know, like so, one thing that I I constantly I don't know if you know this, but I always get like sinus infections. My mm-hmm. sinuses are jacked. I, I did not know that. I haven't had one in a while, so knock on wood. <laughs> um but you know it's always just like they're so bad and my face hurts and my sinuses and i just want to go into the doctor and be like dude just give me antibiotics but there are times when i've gone in because i know when it's coming and i'll go in early enough and they'll be like no nah, dude like because they're trying to get away from that mm-hmm. just handing out antibiotics they just want to your body to naturally go through it and I've i've kind of gone through some like more natural ways of, of handling them and doing like neti pot and stuff to clear that out. And it works. Um, and I am encouraged to do those more natural things just so my body can build immunity and get a little stronger. But Jesus, dude, that's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Can you imagine like living through something like that? Mm -mm. Like, Oh, just everybody around you getting sick and like, you cannot see you know, whether or not you're being exposed to it, dude, hell no. Have you seen that? I don't know if, uh, did you say that? Contagion? No, I have not. Oh, dude, it. you got to watch it. All right. It's so good. Um, and then my last one is a freaking weird one, but it's, it's weird. And I, I'm not even going to tell you to watch it because I don't think you would like it if you haven't seen it, but it's, uh, Donnie Darko. No, I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, I'll redo the synopsis. Okay. <laughs> You're going to think it's so weird. Okay. So during the presidential election of 1988, a teenager named Donnie Darko sleepwalks out of his house one night and sees a giant demonic looking rabbit named Frank who tells him the world will end in 28 days. When Donnie returns home, he finds that a jet engine has crashed into his bedroom. Is Donnie living in a parallel universe? Is he suffering from mental illness or will the world really end? Hmm. So, this movie kind of is based on choice and free will, okay. Um, but it also looks at like destiny and time travel and a multiverse. So it's oh very geez. layered, okay. Um, and he's got you know like like it said like is he suffering from mental illness? Like he's going. He's very smart, but he's he's wakes up and sleepwalks in weird places, and it's this idea that his choices are affecting the timeline um in good ways and bad ways and um I don't know. It was just it's just an interesting movie I okay. had to mention it. Interesting. Um I don't know if you ever want to watch it but I think that maybe just put that one in the back of your head if you ever kind of want to get into a freaky It's not freaky but it's just like it's creepy. It's one of those cult movies that have like cult following and like Little dark emo kids are like, yeah, Donnie <laughs> Darko. Um, <laughs> All right, but it's I like it. I started watching it again this morning. Mm. Um, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Swayze's in it. Oh, okay. Oof. His sisters in it. J- it's, so it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. They're talking about like Dukakis and and Bush. Mm. And there's some like there's some footage from like the debates and stuff. Oh, it's it's kind of interesting. All right. Um. But it's it's a good movie, um, and then I have two honorable mentions. They're two documentaries that I watch every year. Okay, every year. Oh, I, I don't know. I, them. Could
0: pu- I didn't know I could put documentaries on my list.
2: Oh yeah, dude. If they oh. make you think, if they make you question your existence and your life. Okay. Um, but they just don't really do that. Sure. <laughs> but they're one there two that I just enjoy, and they kind of, oh man, they kind of put some different aspects of society in, into perspective. But one is, the smartest guys in the room. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Woo! This documentary explores the fall of the Enron Corporation, arguably the most shocking example of modern corporate corruption. Okay. Dude, when you see just the layers of manipulation and corruption throughout and just how bad they screwed over so many people, it's so interesting. Hmm. You should watch it. I okay. think it's on Netflix. It's a good one. Okay. So um, guys in the room. All right. Yeah. And. Uh Cocaine Cowboys, which is uh, Colombian drug lords and the Cuban-American gangsters realized that America had developed a taste for cocaine in the 1970s and 80s. Um, so it's I haven't seen
0: that documentary, uh-huh. but I mean, I've watched Narcos on Netflix. And oh, I've I think you said that. Yeah, and so yeah. I, mean I, I mean, I'm kind of a aware of it a little bit right i wouldn't say i'm an expert for sure
2: um so griselda is the drug lord i can't remember her last name but it just looks at bringing the drugs into miami through the 70s and 80s and how it took over the whole uh the whole state of florida and just uh starting banks and there's a lot of movies that are based on like the 70s and 80s cocaine era um even that Tom Cruise one now, American made yeah. kind of has, there's a character or er,
0: didn't, didn't care for that movie, but
2: right. But there's a figure in that documentary who I think he's kind of loosely based on or based on, um, I think it's that guy, but there's a pilot who's flying drugs mm-hmm. in and dropping them yep. they're Dude, they interview one of the drug Lords, like assassin hitmen, who's in prison and they're interviewing him and they're, and they're, they're showing crime scene, photos from this drug era and he's telling the story of what happened oh jeez, dude it's crazy like to to uh, to look at this and realize that this happened like wild wild west you know that you that, just mm-hmm. in florida just everybody shooting each other for drugs it was insane so if you ever get a chance okay. to watch that one, right. that's a good one, too. Gotcha. Um, I know you've seen Narcos and stuff, and but again, that gets to the freaking Game of Thrones argument that you made. Like, okay, but this is real. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I get it.
2: So you should check it out. Right.
0: Um, now, if there's, if there's one... Okay, so I'm going to add just really quick. Okay. I didn't know I could put documentaries in, but this oh, is... Oh, no, I'm not going to let
2: you. But, okay. I'm, I'm just kidding.
0: Right. <laughs> um, if, there's, if there's one documentary that should be watched, because if, it's, if you think... Like you have an understanding, or you, you're really opinionated, opinionated about Bush's decision to go into Iraq. Oh, in I haven't watched this yet. You need to watch this this documentary. Yep. It's called The Unknown Known, and it's uh, it's an interview with Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah. And if you think you have, if you've got a, a real, you know, hot take on uh, on what you think Bush did or didn't know or chose to do or cover up right. going into Iraq in 2013. Please watch this yeah. documentary and yeah. really, I think challenge your thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good documentary. Yeah,
2: we don't like challenging our thoughts. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, I thank you for reminding me that I need to. It's on my IMDb watch list mm-hmm. that I need to watch, but I need to watch. You it. Need to watch so that thirteen one. hours. And what is that one called? The unknown, known. The unknown, known. Okay, I watched the trailer for it like a few times, and I am like, ah, I gotta watch that. So, well, thanks for going down that movie rabbit hole f- with me and getting a little deep on there. But oh, for um,
0: sure, and yeah, I, that was that was fun to talk about for sure. Yeah,
2: what do you got? I know you have some other things that you wanted to well, talk about today.
0: Um we'll see how much we. G- I always got. I always have current political stuff. We for can sure get in, we get into. So we'll see how far we get. We get going on. this. Okay, but there, I sent you an article today. Yeah, uh, about. Um, Something I found kind of disturbing mm-hmm. and and and, frust- and very frustrating because it's coming from a party who is claiming to them, st- claiming to the American people that they're going to bring sanity and they're back to our political discourse. Right. And they're going, they're trying to save our democratic, they're going to save our democratic institutions from mm-hmm. this president who's trampling all over them. And then when they're given that platform to do so. Right. They... Well, I'm not going to say they as in all Democrats, okay. but one particular person fell really short. And right. it's unfortunate because she's one of the pr- people who's jockeying to put herself in position to get the Democratic nomination in, in, in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. who is the senator from California. So what are you talking about? So I'm talking about. Um, so she tweeted out mm-hmm. a 11 second clip. From the Kavanaugh um, hearings mm-hmm. in the in the Senate, mm-hmm. and she's she's in Who's the Kavanaugh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, who is the sorry. I guess I yeah. I, I, I know. I, <laughs> I just want you to. I know. Kind of I, I I it's just I am reading about this stuff all day long. so it just sure. says I I wrongfully assume that everybody keeps mm-hmm. it on mm-hmm. up track as much as I do, um, in track, keep up to date with mo- all of this stuff. Sure. I am sorry. I am. St- Stumbling <laughs> over myself today, I cannot
2: talk. Me neither. Do. Um.
0: So, anyway, so Bill, uh, Brett Kavanaugh is Trump's pick to replace mm-hmm. Anthony Kennedy's spot on the Supreme Court. Okay. And he, for for those of us who probably don't know, he will be overseeing the Ninth Circuit Court. Should he be given? Should he be given the uh, the okay from the Senate? Right. And he's confirmed. Um. He'll be overseeing the Ninth Circuit Court, which is the circuit court that oversees Washington, Oregon, California. Oh, so interesting. He. We actually have a little bit more of a vested stake in this yeah. than say, other people. I didn't know that. Because so, oh, all appeals from the Ninth Circuit mm-hmm. go to go to his desk, and he's oh. the one who decides if he wants to uh, try to advance it to the Supreme Court or not. Mm. So he's the he's the review chair for the Ninth Circuit Court.
2: Well, thank you for bringing that up. I did not know that. Yep. That is super interesting and a little crucial to us. Yep. So yeah.
0: it, it makes us have a little more vested interest. For sure. Anyway, so he is asked a question from ted cruz mm-hmm. and it's a question about the zodiac killer <laughs> 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 do you think i'm the zodiac killer yes or no <laughs> um <laughs> no the uh so uh, ted uh, senator cruz um asks brett kavanaugh mm-hmm. in his hearing it about what it's The whole hearing is about what they're trying to is they're trying to uncover what Brett Kavanaugh's personal beliefs or Mm -hmm. how he would rule on um, women's reproductive rights, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of I am not going to say it's right or wrong, but there is a lot of heated rhetoric out there Mm -hmm. saying that Brett Kavanaugh would vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. Right. And so there's a lot of Democratic senators that are that are trying to in a certain way get to figuring out what his personal beliefs are right. and if those personal beliefs would and would affect his ruling on that. Mm-hmm. So Senator, Senator Cruz asks him his opinion on a particular case um, involving um, priests for life, which is a Catholic um, mm-hmm, priest's mm-hmm. organization and who was challenging the affordable care acts, um, law that employers have to provide contraception mm-hmm. as a part of their health care plan. Right. And they were saying that it's it's on religious grounds mm-hmm. it's unconstitutional to force them to do that. So, Okay. he was asked about this particular case mm-hmm. and he said and he summarizes his understanding of this priest's argument. Yeah. Well, Kamala Harris, who's a democrat, mm-hmm. um cut the part of the two sentences that that or you know, sentence two sentences that Kavanaugh says mm-hmm. he cuts out. Um, they said yeah. and just picks it up at um, filling. So this is what the clip of Kamala Harris shows him saying. Right, filling out the form would make them complicit in the provision of the abortion-inducing drugs that they were, as a religious matter, objecting to. Right. She cuts out the part where he said they said.
2: And when he's talking about they, he's talking about that priests group that mm-hmm. priests of life group yeah, priests so priests he's again saying what he understood their argument to be exactly in an answer to a question yes okay
0: so and kamala harris cuts that and shares it on facebook and then tries to attribute it to him his person basically it, what it does is it um by cutting out that and tweeting about it and showing just that clip with the part w- missing that where he says they said, right? He's she's trying to um show that it is his own personal beliefs, right. which It isn't, it's which it's not, it may be, but he is not stating that those are his personal beliefs. All
2: right, I think I have the clip here, okay? We'll see if it'll work.
0: Filling out the form would make them complicit in the provision of uh the uh abortion inducing drugs that they were as a religious matter objected to.
2: So that's all she posted. Yes. Yeah. That so w- that's that's from her that's Twitter feed right that's there. That's
0: incredibly misleading. Because yeah. because it 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 portrays those words as mm-hmm. his own beliefs. Right. And he didn't say what his own beliefs were you can right? You, we can try to extrapolate. We can try to assume what they are mm-hmm. based off of his decisions and mm-hmm. based off of his own personal words. But in this particular, in this particular format, she chose to doctor that clip or right. share a doctor clip. She's in those hearings, so she either if she or her team didn't make that clip and she shared it with somebody else. I don't know where the clip came right. from. But she knows what words are actually said because she's sitting there in the the Senate hearing. So I think it's disingenuous at the very least to do that. Right. I think I
2: think we need to read her tweet because that also shows what she's implying that he's saying. Okay. So, so yeah, Kavanaugh chooses his words very carefully. And this is a dog whistle for going after birth control. He was nominated for the purpose of taking away a woman's constitutionally protected right to make her own health care decisions. Make no mistake. This is about punishing women. Yeah. You and I have talked about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to play devil's advocate like we do sometimes. You had brought up before that um, maybe Trump has other reasons. We don't know his motives, but there are other possible reasons where he stands as far as um, – uh kind of going after the President for breaking the law, yeah um so we talked about where he stands on those issues and but we also talked about like his you had mentioned that he has like this stance on precedence and how with some most things I think you said he he kind of supports the precedence if it's been set, then he won't go back on things
0: mm-hmm. yeah he's he's uh very he him and both Neil gorsuch. Um, who is Trump's other appointee Mm -hmm. are have in their, in their past, whether on the circuit court of appeals on the, on the, on the, because he was on the appellate court. uh, Kavanaugh was in New York. Right. And um, he has been not just in in his stated words, but his actions on the bench have shown a a clear um, belief in precedent in terms of how he comes on in his rulings. And he has said publicly Mm -hmm before being nominated right that um, Roe v Wade is established law right now there are now there I've read I've seen some articles where he is now maybe it's hard to say because it's right I, I haven't watched the hearings in, in totality myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but now they' they're bringing up this issue of settled law in the inter in, oh my gosh, in the in the kind of like the subtleties of that? Okay. And does he believe that Roe v. Wade is subtle law? Right. But he's stated in the past that it's precedent. So I'm like, right. I guess maybe it's just my own ignorance of what the difference is between subtle law and what precedent is. Right. Because it kind of seems like they're synonyms. For sure. But I'm sure there's minute differences mm-hmm. uh, enough to make um, make it a big deal. Right. I don't know. It just, Kamala Harris is alar- ringing the alarm bells using a doctor clip just right. in it's one, it's lazy. Mm-hmm. Like there are, we've, we've, you've alluded to, there's other, if there's other reasons to, to, um, you know, pick at Brett Kavanaugh. Right. And to be worried about his appointment to the Supreme Court. For sure. That we don't need to, res, we don't, you don't need to rely right. on these parlor tricks. Right. To try to under, undermine this guy. Because it mm-hmm. plays right into the hand of, uh, right in the hands of Donald Trump.
2: Yeah. So when, when I, when you sent me this, I mean, I, I thought about it and, I'm not advocating for this at all, but it's par for the course in politics today. It's you want to play hardball? I'm game like if you're going uh, if you see it on both sides, I'm not just saying left or right or Democrat or Republican, but we know of examples of left and right media doctoring things. What's interesting about this, though, is it's a congresswoman. Mm hmm posting this doctored footage yes for an agenda so i think that's i agree i think that's where it gets dangerous but i think it's just part of the game now i'm not saying that that makes it okay but what i'm saying is that uh, i think that <laughs> i think that trump is like the joker <laughs> And when you introduce that element of chaos, you have to result to things that maybe you wouldn't. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying that, that maybe that that's the validation of where they're coming from.
0: I maybe. I'm not saying it's okay. Maybe, but I, maybe, but I think you you've hit on something that this is just par for the course with politicians. Right. This kind of tricks. These kind of tricks took place before. For sure. Um before trump even took office mm-hmm. and um and, com- and senator harris and senator booker mm-hmm. have been absolute obstructionists okay in these hearings i don't know if you've followed yeah. them at all okay and some of it is justified right booker wanting to call out the republican chair mm-hmm. um uh you know chuck grassley right for not not allowing those ten thousand pages or whatever, one hundred thousand mm-hmm. pages, to be reviewed by the Senate, and they released like forty-two thousand right before they, like twenty minutes before the hearing started, mm-hmm. and said that's sufficient amount of time yeah. for the Senate to review these these documents right. that are that are pertinent to Kavanaugh's judicial past, for sure. And and then you know the 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 republic like the kind of the right wing media. Points out like well the the Senate never asked for these kind of this level this depth of paperwork um, on Obama's appointees of Elena Kagan and oh Justice Sotomayor so I mean you can we can get into this well the Republicans Senate right. Democrats didn't do it yes. it's just like no the Democrats are trying to st- are trying to portray themselves as above the Republicans right now in terms of trying to
2: you have you, to
0: yeah you, you have to and you but. Whether this is par for the course or because Trump delves into the mud and wants to sling mud and right. and, and use these these terrible you know, these stupid tricks of doctoring videos mm-hmm. and lie ly- and just flat lying for sure. to get to push his political agenda, you can't meet him on that on the on that same planet on that same level. You need to be better. I expect right. this party to be better because they're trying to portray themselves as better than Donald Trump. So be better than Donald Trump.
2: Right. But what if being better doesn't win the game?
0: You got to trust that it does, because at the end of the day, you have what your principles are. Right. I mean, this
2: doesn't help them winning the game when this is exposed as doctored and manipulative. Yes. You know, so I agree with that. But I, dude, I see the the bar being raised or the bar being set, and people pushing that bar of. I don't want to use this term, but fake news. Essentially, I mean, it's not real. This is not what really happened. And you're presenting it as truth. You're presenting it as fact to discredit somebody. And I agree. I like what you said as far as there are other reasons to kind of pick at this guy um, that maybe they could be more focused on. And I, I just when it comes to precedence, I don't I cannot see. It working well for the government the federal government to go back on these decisions that have been made for example um i mean even on the state level but the legalization of marijuana i think because it's already been legalized if you have people trying to take that back you're going to be met with a lot of resistance because people are now getting used to it being legalized for sure in the same sense of roe v wade the precedence has been set the choices have been made if you try to take that away you're gonna have a furious nation coming back at you mm-hmm. i can't imagine well and that happening
0: for sure but in, and that's why senator harris knows that she's trying to she's trying to drum up the vote she's trying yeah. to she's trying to use fear tactics i was gonna say that to get people out to vote that's all of this is she's right. been grandstanding she's trying to she's allowing she's trying to position herself to run for president mm-hmm. and what's the best way to run for president is the same kind of following the Trump model, right. get everybody super afraid that they're going to come take whatever it is with Trump, it's guns and with, with, um, with, with, uh, with the Democrats, it's, it's a, you know, it's road V Wade. The, you know the Roe v Wade decision and so what's going to get people out to vote you bring up the Supreme Court we get your Trump is trying to put all of these um, conservative justices that are going to bring us back to the 1950s mm-hmm. and um, yeah. and it, it Stokes this fear and it gets the fire and it gets the masses out to vote but is but that's how we end up with this tribalism yes right absolutely th- 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 this is where it begins. So yeah. we need to cut it, We need to call it out and cut it off. When, right at the head, right now, this is our. This is the Democrats' chance to to try. If they're if they're because they're they're right to call it the tribalism that that exists in the Republican Party. Right. Police it in your own.
1: Oh yeah, for police sure. It in your
0: own in your own sector first, for sure. and then we can hopefully once you are more of that that sh- that beacon mm-hmm. where you've cleaned up your own house, then you can then you can start to hopefully that that brings people to you instead of I, I don't know I I'm rambling but I was just uh, I w- when I read this article yesterday I wasn't in- just incredibly frustrated right. because it's just not something that um uh that should be that should be being done if you're I mean it should be d- done it shouldn't be done regardless right from, from a party that is trying to show themselves as the opposition to Trump right for these reasons and then you fall into the same pattern
2: so I was listening to uh. Rogan Mm -hmm. and he had a Larry Sharp on who is a candidate for the Libertarian Party nomination for governor of New York. Okay. And he had some interesting points. Now I don't agree with everything he said. I just want to preface with that. But he did have some interesting arguments uh, that you have these this two party system. And like you said, they're they're capitalizing or trying to capitalize on fear instead of genuine problem solving for Whatever the issue is. Yeah. Is that they're using fear to get the vote. Yeah. And I thought I thought that was an interesting point that he made. And he he talked about it, you know, continuously and how maybe by and it's he almost kind of said he says like by sticking to the truth and showing by calling these these issues out. Maybe that will lead to more voters to vote for Libertarian. Um, he's talking about as far as the governorship in New York that maybe there's five different candidates, and mm-hmm. so because there's five different ones, he might have a chance. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. But he's talking about how if he wins, or even gets second place in, because the governor is like a, the Democratic Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, normally voted uh, Democratic. He's saying if, even if he comes in second, that changes kind of the view nationally because now you have a libertarian who's competing um but his idea is and he said this multiple times which i thought was interesting if you know if my ideas get adopted by either party or by somebody else Mm -hmm. and they and they happen i don't care because then i don't have to do it anymore um but but by me running and bringing these issues up hopefully that elevates the the agenda and morality of both parties to kind of look in, out and speak for the people. I, I just thought it was an interesting podcast, but it go it goes to show like I think he had a point, I think you have a point of just this idea of scaring people. And I know, you know, I didn't I didn't read that article and obviously until you sent it to me this morning, but um I knew he was going through the the hearings and whatever, but I I looked on Twitter and I did hear people talking about I knew that this issue of Roe v. Wade was going to be a big one as far as finding out where he stood because mm-hmm. that's constantly what we're hearing about. But then I heard and I started seeing tweets that he was, he basically had said, you know, he's choosing his words carefully and people kept retweeting Harris's tweet. And I don't know, that is being spread around. Yeah. What's not being talked about and what's not being spread is that it's doctored. Mm -hmm. and it's fear-mongering, and it's, again, just do your own research. If you see something like that, say, whoa, 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 did this dude really say that? And then you go back and you find the context of it, and maybe, maybe he's against, or maybe he's all for removing women's rights. Maybe that is where he stands, but this does not display that. Exactly. I don't know.
0: Uh, I I know you. That's you. You hit the nail on the head with that. I think, and um, it it brings up it brings up something else. Is that they, people don't go do their own research because they want. There's a part of them that wants that to be true. For sure. They want I him agree. to. They want Brett Kavanaugh to be this guy. So because they oppose Trump, of Trump putting another justice on the Supreme for Court. For sure. For sure. And they're going. I mean, so that they're not going to go do their own research because it fits their already preconceived right. narrative. And you see this with all of Trump's claims, his his supporters don't go and look at the economic numbers that he's clearly (laughs) lying about. Yeah. And but because they want that to be true. Right. It's it's fact.
2: It's almost like and this is what I I I sometimes try to analyze this mentality of of reposting or retweeting this false information like. This idea that maybe if we get this out as fast and hard as we can and enough people believe this wrong information, they can prevent this from happening is w- what it feels like it's coming from. Um, so if everybody retweets this doctored clip and they're saying that he's. This is about punishing women. If if enough gets behind it, then it, it could prevent it from happening.
0: Maybe. They're going to have a hard time drawing out these these Senate hearings until November.
2: Right. I'm not not saying that that's what is happening, but I'm just trying to get – I'm trying to get into the mindset and understanding of what the purpose is of just – I mean, like you said, they don't want – they want to believe this, right? Yes. So let's say that that's the idea. There is an inkling or there is – a a lining of somebody or somebody's wanting to believe that this is what he is about. But also, I mean, it is this tribalism of their team not getting their guy in, so let's prevent them getting their guy in mm-hmm. so let's push this in hopes that that happens yeah, exactly i don't I'm, I'm trying to get into the mindset of not doing research and yeah. I, it's hard for me to it, even it, do it, it. it
0: it's hard when you've when you've been researching for the last four years yeah everything that you you've had to turn in as a paper for as sure. has had to be thoroughly researched and then you find when it's frustrating to underst- to try to get in the mindset of not wanting to go do <laughs> right research but um anyway I think it, it, there's another there's another point I, I kind of wanted to bring up uh-huh. about this, and is that and it's something we touched on maybe episode five when I brought up um, when we were talking about who the likely candidate would be to replace right. Kennedy, and we were kind of I was breaking down Neil Gorsuch and his kind of how he's been a, how how Neil Gorsuch could be would be a good lens in which to view who the possible um, candidate. Oh could yeah be. yeah, okay. and but we were talking about how. Um, people people's view of the supreme court is really ass backwards because they're looking at the supreme court as a way to push their political agenda and that's not the pro, that's not right. the, that's not the intent of the court the court is to view constitutionality but they're because we want um we want every we we want the courts basically to be a political arm mm-hmm. of the, the or to push a, a conservative agenda or to push a liberal agenda mm-hmm. and that's just not what the court is meant to be And right. we view the the appointments of different justices in the lens of what can they do to further our political agenda right president trump is guilty of that by putting in a guy mm-hmm. who has clearly stated that he's against um having uh, special counsels investigate a sitting president boom that i mean <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was ever a political use of the supreme court seat it's right. it's what's happening right now right and that's where this is where the the conversation should be out on kavanaugh exactly in, instead of doctoring tapes about and trying to get the masses all up in arms about women's reproductive rights mm-hmm. because you feel like somehow this seat which kennedy was a conservative somehow this this belief that kennedy was this like uh Fair down the middle, you know, independent uh, justice is just Mm -hmm. not who Kennedy was. He was Mm -hmm. still a conservative justice. He voted against the Affordable Care Act. Right. So it's not like Kavanaugh's seat is going to be the end of Roe v. Wade because you know who you know who voted for the um the Affordable Care Act. If you're talking about you know pushing like a liberal agenda Mm -hmm. was. Chief Justice John Roberts who is a Bush appointee. right so let's let's not just all of a sudden assume that if Kavanaugh gets elected even if he does vote to, to um, uh d- even if he does vote to uh do away with Roe v Wade or right. you know, whatever that m- whatever that would mean or would look like
1: look like yeah uh,
0: there's still eight other justices right right so I mean I don't know it's like let's really look at at some let's look at some real and and i shouldn't say real because there is i mean there is people have legitimate fears for sure and i don't want to downplay that right but gosh there's this other there's legitimate other areas that we need to be focusing on instead of getting out you know ringing these alarm bells over stuff that we're a long way away from
2: well i think that the argument that you made of as far as investigating a sitting president if people i don't think enough people know about his stance on that and I think that if you spread that and we talked about that and we had a conversation about that, that would make Kavanaugh seem way more sketchy than anything else. Yeah. But nobody's talking about that. No. And that's the real issue. I mean, if you want to if you want to investigate Trump and if you want to expose Trump for possible crimes, then appointing somebody who might protect him in that scenario seems like more of an issue for the Democrats than again doctoring footage to fit an agenda yeah and again i th- I want to reiterate it sucks that this is a senator who's posting this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that is somebody who's been is supposed to represent the people and has been elected in that position and uh to use your term needs to be have her feet held to the fire you need to hold them accountable. You cannot just let this happen on either side just like we would expose or call out fake news or or manipulated facts or information. It needs to be across the board mm-hmm. because you cannot operate successfully in a state if this is what we continuously result to.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <sighs>
2: that's booty bro <laughs> <laughs> perfectly put yeah but um
0: yeah i mean that's kind of um that's just something i came across i thought we we, we could talk about because i i'm
2: gonna post this article on our facebook okay yeah.
0: great and i because i think it's definitely worth a read it's from political it's from politifact uh breitbart has also picked up on it but uh do, do yourself a favor don't <laughs> click on that one um they get into a, the politifact does a great job. Uh, there's a several. There's several key sentences I think that really get to that they have. they they have a very unbiased agenda when reporting this particular one because they don't pretend to try to um, take a stance on what. Um, kamala harris's uh, motives were for this they just right. like this is what she said this is what actually what happened um this was actually what kavanaugh said this mm-hmm. is the backstory of this particular case they're talking about you make your own decisions right and that's what in explore as breitbart you know kamala harris is this deep state operative and blah, blah, yeah, blah, oh, yeah. And it, it's it's a mess um but yeah i just wanted to call out um that this particular thing that I thought was uh, needed to be talked about, because it's going to be something that's going to get, um, you know, we, we could talk about the Woodward book. I, I keep ta- wanting to talk about the Woodward book mm-hmm. and the New York times op-ed that, that everybody's beat to death from, uh, you know, S- uh, Seth Meyer to um, uh, gosh, who's the guy that uh, Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. And so I figure like this one would be a little bit nicer to give our listeners something that's not in the mainstream necessarily, that uh, I think needs to be brought at that needs to be brought attention to. So that's where I'm at. You got anything else?
2: You don't want to talk about it? You
0: want to talk about Woodward?
2: I don't care. I mean, I think I think you've been wanting to talk about it for a while, so just go. Well, for I it. don't
0: know if we have enough time.
2: We have all the time in the world. If you are listening and you don't want us to get into this, pause it and listen again later. Okay.
0: <laughs> I just feel like if we give her, I just feel like if we give ourselves like an entire episode to talk about this, I could.
2: That w- you would feel like that would do justice? Yeah. Okay, we can do that. I'm down. Okay. Let's just do that. Um, so we'll just end it there then. All right. Um, uh, I posted this episode, or that article, um, on Tuesday. So if you are ready to listen to this episode today on Thursday, then uh, hopefully you have read the Kavanaugh article and you can get into it. Um, check out some of the movies we mentioned, Maybe um if you'd like we got a little deep today with Mm -hmm. those those thoughts um but i like doing that stuff i'm all about that um do you have anything else i think that's it all right well uh remember to follow us and like us on instagram twitter and facebook one thing i want to say is i've been kind of getting into like pokemon go again i've been out walking and hiking especially around Mm -hmm. wsu so uh I'll I'll post our stuff on on Twitter. Okay. Um our uh I'll post it all over actually. Our our friend codes if you're cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, um,
0: post it. My uh my my tag on that is Jet98660.
2: I can't remember mine. And watch me fall. I'm I think. pretty sure it's yeah. yeah it's your and end. watch me fall. Both so of ours are
0: our Xbox Live gamer tags. If yeah. you ever want to play Xbox Live with us, for
2: sure. I thought about doing more live um, Twitch feeds of us playing games when we do that. For too. sure, That'd be fun. So uh, I'll post information for Pokemon Go. So if you play and you want to get some gifts or give some gifts, we're down. Or oh, meet up
0: for a raid battle. I'm trying to do Moltres. <laughs> if anybody's
1: interested. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um so yeah I mean we're just trying to get more involved. We've had some gu- um some people comment as far as on our Instagram about episodes or or listening to episodes and that we appreciate that feedback so much. Um,
0: yeah, I think it's made us better because we've really taken that and tried to incorporate it absolutely. Into, into our, uh, to our presentation. Right. So we do, we really do we listen to it and appreciate
2: it. Right. And if, if you listen and you want to shoot one of us a text, do that too, because I just love the interaction and, and the feedback of maybe different viewpoints or different ideas that you guys have that maybe we're not bringing up or we're not thinking about that we can have at some point a representation of in mm-hmm. the future. For sure. Um, Okay, so thanks for listening, guys, um, and we'll see you again next week.
0: Just really quick. Oh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets.
2: <laughs> oh, they won this week?
0: Oh, dude, they smashed yesterday. 48 to 17. Yeah. Darnold's and, career. And in the league. third
2: quarter, I'm texting, and you're like, there's still time yeah. left.
0: I am a pessimistic <laughs> Jets fan. Made you're a pessimistic way. fan. Yes, I am. All right. All right.
2: Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. I'll see you in another life when we are both cats Say what you-